Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor. Uh, excited to be back. Uh, with episode uh, 108, now we're on 100 straight, 108 straight weeks. I want to thank Nate and and Kevin and and uh, Tom uh, Beller who can't be on the show today for holding it down. Um, but really excited to uh, to be back, and I couldn't miss this one. Uh, we have uh, Tom Hamp, the owner and business coach with Advi Coach of Mid Michigan. Tom, thanks for being on the show. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. I know Tom has a uh, one of the. Uh, I guess what you call it, the distinctions of listening to every podcast so far. So uh, um, that's not an easy task. So thank you. Thank you, Tom. No, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> I want to introduce Kevin. Kevin, thanks for, for hosting and doing a great job and been listening. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's cool that uh, we've, we've been able to keep this going when one of us needs to, to handle other stuff. So I appreciate that, man. What's happening? Not much, man. Uh, glad you're able to get back on the show with us. Um, you know, we for some of those times it was a little bit difficult, but we made it through and had an enjoyable time. And I think we had some really good guests, and so uh, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I do want to acknowledge Tom real quick. Uh, Tom has has been a, a huge friend of mine and a great help to my business. Um, he's a great business coach, and I want to. I, I did a little bit of prep because I didn't know you were going to be on the show, but I want to give Tom the proper introduction that he is due. Tom is the okay. co-founder of the Open Book Selling. He is the president of Hamp Business Coaching. He's the president of the Bertram Hills Foundation. He's also the, on the ambassador committee of the Lansing Regional Chamber. He's the 2019 and 2020 Meridian Area Business Association Member of the Year and the 2019 Coaching <laughs> Consistency Award winner from AdvyCoach International, oh, wow. our friend and our business coach, Tom Hamp. <laughs> Is that wow. good? Is that yeah, good? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> Thanks uh, for Kevin, coming on the show, Tom. We really appreciate it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you are now the show researcher ahead of time, so appreciate that. I do my uh, best, man. I do it. Yeah, and uh, and Nate, thanks for uh, for for stepping in as well, and uh, you know, um, working the podcast and asking all the good questions and too. Thanks for I I know what's going on. You're right across the uh, the hall here, but how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good so far pretty good so far it's been nice to to hop in the show for a few and i don't know kevin keeps saying it's going to be hard to kick me off we'll see no i'm just joking but it's a good time for sure it's been awesome to see everybody we're definitely here awesome. to stay awesome well i wanted to give tom tom a little introduction um you know all the awards now but just kind of how how we got together and uh you know, it was back in uh, early 2000, it was like late 17, early 2018, and I knew I needed uh, to work on some, some skill sets. Uh, you know, uh, I had had some really good strengths, but I have some, some really glaring weaknesses, and, you know, I wanted to work on that. And at the time, I was doing a lot of consulting um, for, for companies, big, you know, cannabis companies looking to come into Michigan or in Michigan. And, real estate type stuff and 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 it was going really well um but i had the tendency and had the tendency uh, i've gotten a lot better of it thanks for the coaching uh more uh, biting off more than than i could chew you know not saying saying no and when you're getting paid a 
a high hourly rate to do work. Sometimes you're like, ah, oh, I can squeeze in another 10 hours a month or whatever it is. And, um, you know, I, I remember saying to Tom and I'm saying to a few people, like, I've, I've got I've, I've got this idea coming. I don't know what it is. Something big's coming. And, and Tom had heard a lot of my ideas at that point. And I made money on them for the most part. But, um, you know, was I going to take on something else? And then when, you know, I did uh, uh, start thinking about a brand and then when Gage approached me uh, with a social equity grant, I, I told Tom, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop everything else. So. Um, he said, all right. I said, this is it. This is going to work. I, 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 you know, I feel it in my soul and kind of took off from there. So uh, I didn't know about a lot of things. I've always, you know, been, you know, either a salesperson or kind of working on my own, kind of like the guy that goes out and, you know, maybe the rainmaker that goes out and, and gets the deal or gets the property. And you know, now I need to know how to run a business. Um, and for me, um, really what, what uh, I learned the best, I mean, besides, you know, all the corporate docs up to date, um, the P&Ls, you know, going over budgets, um, company procedures, um, and or just having an honest or, you know, an honest and uh, sometimes, you know, you need that brutal, uh, you know, person to talk to and tell you what you're doing wrong. But um, I know when, you know, um, as many people know, I... I Took on a partner last June with Driven Grow, and it's, it's gone wonderful. And um, it wouldn't have happened if, if I wouldn't have had Tom. I had every single document in aligned and ready to go, and I didn't realize how what such a big deal that was. So you know that was that's been incredible. And as we're growing, uh, it's been more and more. Um, you know, just a, a great relationship. So, um, you know, it's like a member of the team here. You got to see before redemption and uh, through the whole process. So, uh, you know, I, I do um, give you a lot of credit for, for helping me along the way. So, Tom, thank, thanks for all that. You know, I definitely wanted to be back for this show. And, um, you know, like we mo usually do, as, as you know, you listen. Why don't you get, tell us about yourself, you know, where you grew up. Um, you know, what got you here and, and then eventually what got you into, you know, cannabis uh, coaching? Yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words from both Kevin and, and, and thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I, what you talk about, Ryan, is something that a lot of business owners have, and that's that bright, shiny object syndrome, you know, squirrel. I uh, got to be off to that second thing. And really what we try to do is help you get your arms around that. And you did have a lot of great ideas, you know, from Instagram, doing your Instagram stuff and all that stuff and great ideas and making money on that stuff. But really, it's about getting your arms around it, being focused. And then once you see what you really want to do, going after it, uh, making sure you're doing the most important things and don't get so much dragged down in the weeds. So um, yeah, going back, I, I grew up in small, small town, Ryan, a lot like you did um, in, up in Gratiot County. Um, very few people have heard of it. It's called Sumner, Michigan. It has a post office and it had two stores at the time. Um, and you know what? A lot of, uh, we, we just, a bunch of the uh, kids around the neighborhood just played together and we were it. I mean, uh, the next closest town, about nine miles, the big town of Ithaca, nine miles away. So that's where we went after the fourth grade. But growing up in a small town like that, obviously you have your advantages and some disadvantages and that type of thing. So graduated from Ithaca, went to Oakland University, um, was in communication. I was a computer engineer for, for four years. And then uh, before I graduated, I said, this isn't for me, engineering. So I went into communications, which I'm so glad I did. It's really more of my personality. And I've pretty much been in sales, sales management, and now into uh, coaching, uh, coaching all kinds of businesses. Uh, the interesting thing is that 
when I got into AdvoCoach, you know, they 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 give you these businesses that you should, you know, um, target uh, manufacturing, service organizations, that type of thing. Never, never did they have in any one of their training courses, hey, go look at a cannabis company and see if you can help them. They never had that in the training. So nice, nice thing is that you have a you have an industry that's really young. Um, and so you're right, uh, Ryan, we met, I think, uh, <clears throat> downtown at the Radisson um, at a big meeting. I was introduced to you and then I saw you at a few networking events around town. And then we got together and started talking about you know, coaching, what some ideas you had and that type of thing, and then got in, uh, uh, had the coach client engagement going forward. And then I, I kudos to you guys is that now I have a probably four to five different clients that are related to the cannabis industry in one level or another, whether it's uh, grow, whether it's um, uh, just just offering a product to get into dispensaries and those types of things. And even today, I had another conversation with somebody about edibles and that type of thing. So again, I'm getting referred all over the place. Robin Schneider and the MICIA has been crucial to that as well. When they call in, I'm um, I'm somebody that they refer to uh, comfortably. Um, they don't have any. They don't seem to have any issues with that as well. So, um, really, my background with cannabis is is kind of thin as far as this goes. I wasn't a heavy user, um, but ever since we've started this relationship, I've I've been in the experimentation. Um, and trial and error thing. So finding my way, uh, currently have some, just some different gummies I'm trying, the different, you know, dosages and that type of stuff, just to see where my sweet spot is and that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's been a very interesting ride, so to speak. Um, just trying to get just the knowledge, talk to some of the bud tenders, people that are in the know, you guys uh, as well, listening to different podcasts, obviously this one as well. So just trying to weave my way around that. And and sometimes I get asked about that, you know, Tom, how can you help a help a cannabis business if you're you're not really ingrained and didn't grow up, you know, either growing it, smoking it a lot and that kind of stuff. And I said, well, you know, I, I need to know about business processes and, and helping businesses get to a certain point. And those are a lot of best practices. You as the owner have to know your business pretty well. And certainly you guys do, uh, Tom included. I mean, you guys have grown up in it so you know it pretty well there just might be some areas that i can help with uh get to where you want to go so that's kind of been my exposure to um cannabis and and kind of you know just learning along the way and offering advice when asked not trying to force it that type of thing well, that's that's uh that's great i forgot about that meeting at the radisson and uh i think our, our my friend paula was there <laughs> yes she was yep absolutely yeah. Yeah, that was a while. That was definitely a while ago. So, um, yeah, I've seen, you've definitely seen a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, um, people coming up and people going down as we're seeing now. And, you know, we talk about that, like how do you sustain and who's going to be here and who's not. And um, it does translate to just normal business. So, like, you know, like as far as we talk about people, like, uh, you know, like when you're marketing and things like that, yeah, you better know about cannabis. But, like, on this end of it, business coaching i've seen you with multitude of all types of businesses so you're kind of already trained not to have to be obviously you can't be an expert in everything but you can be an expert in you know like knowing those processes and and, and thinking about like whether it's hiring um uh, an employee or you know having to, to get rid of an employee like right. just everything you know that i have no experience had no experience with so um, you know, like one thing we talk about, um, you know, we, I, I came up and 
obviously Kevin and Tom came up in the, in the culture of shaking hands on deals because you had to. Contracts weren't something we dealt with, you know, and, and that's just something, you know, for the most part, you, you know, in, in the old days, not that, not that we did it, but people got dealt with, you know, if they didn't or this and that, and, and, and that's just people just had respect. And if somebody, the word got out pretty quick, if, you know, if somebody owed your money and, and other people didn't, didn't work with them, but, you know, it's been, you know, something I've been, I was bad about at first, um, when we first met and, you know, had some pretty bad, uh, you know, setbacks and heartbreaks and learned from them. Um, but like, you know, besides that, I mean, talk about that, like you, you know, like, you know, the, the difference between normal business and, and, you know, us cannabis folks that came from the industry, but what other, you know, differences are you seeing? Maybe such, it's such a new industry and uh, a bit of a different industry versus your, your regular clients that you have. Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, <clears throat> before I jump, jump right into that, I did want to say keep key piece of my whole journey, Ryan, was you introducing me to Mark Passerini and doing a tour down at Oma, Michigan. It kind of, you know, uh, Oma Medicine, sorry, um, kind of gave me a perspective of what it's supposed to look like, as opposed to some of the some of the areas that we're uh, experiencing here on Pennsylvania Avenue and those, those types of things. So uh, it was a great, great insight as far as that goes. It's a great question. Difference about cannabis business and a regular business is that one, you hit it right on the head. It's a new industry. It seems like the wild, wild west, right? Everybody's creating their own path. And there's no, and, and just like any business, there's different ways to do it. But I think because of it's, it's a new industry, a lot of the processes, the tried and true processes are missing. We're just trying to survive, a lot of us, right? Um, you know, I can ask each and every one of you, especially Kevin and Tom, um, you know, when you're growing there, you got a process, right? It's not exactly the same. You put your own twist on it, but you got a process. If you don't follow certain things, certain, certain uh, elements of your process, the quality is going to suffer somewhere down the line, right? So same thing in business. If you don't have your business processes in place, things get out of whack, right? You, you forget things, uh, how you treat clients, um, how, how you go about doing your financials, um, marketing, sales process, the whole nine yards, you forget little bits and pieces and that hurts overall. So that that's a big difference is that many of the businesses out there have processes that they've that, that's worked for a long time and they can really research that and, and look that stuff up. Um, you already mentioned the lack of agreements. Um, but I think I think you have to really understand you guys' culture. It's more of a laid back culture. It's not super aggressive, or at least most of you aren't super aggressive. And you want to maintain that uh, laid back feel in that it's a family, right? It's that it's that connection that you guys have growing up in the industry. And I want to respect that, but there are certain things that we have to get on paper somewhere um, so that, that you protect what you're trying to accomplish. And so that, that that's, you know, that, that's some of it. And then because it's a new industry, you certainly run into people with different agendas. And it seems like some people are scrambling uh, and some people are lying in wait. It's just one of those eerie feel, feeling things as we're going out in the industry, talking with different people like yourselves and other owners and, and listening to other podcasts. Um, yeah, it's just, and, and it's really politically charged as well. So how do, how do we deal and navigate with all that in the business? Well, overall, I think you have to, you know, uh, plan your work and then work your plan and then kind of be flexible as things come down the pipe, um, that type of thing. So there's some huge differences there. We just got to kind of roll 
but you know, you guys are doing fantastic and seem to be going in the right direction. Yeah, Tom, I know when, uh, when we started working together, um, you know, <clears throat> your knowledge of cannabis was, was relatively minimal, but, um, I can tell you from my experience with you, you jumped in like two feet first in this whole thing and you've been uh, a sponge and, and, and there's been times where we've sat here in my office and, and kind of just BS for 30 minutes past our session as you asked me questions and wanting to know more and more about the culture, about how the industry has ran in the past and, um, how you can implement things in the future. Um, and it's been, it's been incredibly helpful to my company. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up in business and a lot of, a lot of people in my position didn't grow up in business. And, and, you know, I've learned a lot along the way, but there's a lot that I don't know. And, um, I was, I knew that when I talked to Ryan about you, that I needed help with my business. And I didn't know, I really didn't know where though to, to even start, you know, when, when Tom, when you, when you come into a new business, and, and you know that, that somebody needs help and they don't know where they need help. Like, what is your, what is your evaluation process? And like, where do you start with, with how you're going to implement your process with a company? Um, well, you both have been through it um, and you may not recognize, but I have my process. So the first one starts with a 30 minute conversation. And it's really about you telling me, uh, I started out with a, a lot of questions and that is, you know, what's, what's the business? What's it look like? What are, you, what are your responsibilities? What are your challenges? What are you most proud of? Who, what's the structure? You know, how many people do you got involved, whether it be investors or family or, you know, outside, outside contractors or that kind of stuff. And then after that, I, I really ask you, uh, we can have another session. It's called a, a business review and complimentary coaching session. Uh, and then I have you do a little homework in between where you fill out what we call an AdvoCoach 2.0. It's really a mini SWOT analysis. Uh, to get me some strengths, weaknesses, and then some opportunities uh, and threats that you guys are, are looking at for your business. And then from there, I come in and do a 90-minute um, kind of a, a demonstration of what coaching is all about. If we engage, that's great. We, we know what yes looks like. Um, and if we don't engage, I still leave you with some things, um, four, three to four different ideas that I think you should concentrate on going forward. So you guys have already been through that process and I keep that the same. And that's been the same for, uh, let's see, 22. I, I'm into my 13th year of coaching and it's a pretty tried and true process. Um, words mean a lot. So when, when we get done with a conversation, I don't say, well, we typically do this and we typically it's here's the next steps. Is that something that's fair? And, and do you think that's uh, where we need to go? And yep. Okay. We need to go there. If not, then maybe it's just a no for now. I'll check back with you in two, three months, that type of thing. So that's how we get almost everyone started. And then of course, both of you guys know that the strategic plan is extremely important to me. We need a plan. We need to know where we're going. We get that done. And then, you know, that's some heavy lifting because it's six to eight hours initially. Um, but once we know what we're doing and where we're going, now we can coach off of that. And then we have to tweak it every quarter. And then certainly at the end of every year, going into the new year, okay, what's the, what's the big rocks or what's the huge priorities going forward? So that, and, and, and I know in your business, a lot of stuff's important, but we really want to concentrate on the, on the high priority stuff so that we can get those heavy rocks done. Yeah, I know one of the things we talked about when we had our initial um, ramp up was uh, setting goals, you know, um, whether that was 
you know, your 30 day, 60 day goals, and then, you know, your year out goals, and then your hairy audacious goals, you know, way down the road, and, and kind of building that incentive to keep driving the truck forward. I think that that was hugely important for me. Um, how do you see that with businesses? Uh, do you typically try to get them to set goals to kind of something to shoot for on a regular basis? And then how do you adjust as you move forward? Yeah, that's another excellent question. Uh, there's three main areas when we get into coaching because I can ask a room full a, a room full of 30 people, you know, what do you think coaching is? And I can get 30 definitions. So really, my three main roles for you as a business owner is one awareness awareness of what your business can be um, going forward. Two education on some of the best practices that are out there, that type of thing, and then certainly accountability. You know, I'm coming back. You, you committed to do, you know, two to three to five things over the next week or two weeks, depending on the frequency. And then I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Now, sometimes business or personal stuff gets in the way. I totally understand that. So we're not about perfection. We're about making sure that we're um, advancing the ball, making that next step, getting to the next level um, constantly um, so that we can have success. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that most of the businesses that I run into um, uh, will will be successful. I have no doubt. But what I what my job is to make sure that you're uh, more successful sooner by helping coach you through some of those difficult times. Yeah, Tom, I, I, I really like the point about accountability. Um, you know, for me, you know, my, my personality kind of tends to, to lean towards laziness. I, I kind of like to try to just use the easy cop out, you know, and um, for me, I, 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 you just learning yourself and figuring out what works for you. You know, I, I recognize that. Right. So um, with a lot of things, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, playing hockey for me, you know, was much easier for me to go play a sport with accountability to my teammates than it is for me to go to the gym by myself because it's easy for me to say like, hey, you know, I don't want to do this today. Where if I'm accountable to somebody, I, I always tend to be there. I tend to be there on time and show up. And, and that is one of the things that has been hugely helpful from, from me and you is that uh, your accountability to me. You always have expectations of me. And if I, I feel like we're not only are we working together, but I'm also your friend. And I feel like yes. if I if I let you down, like I can't, I just cannot let that happen, right? So that has also been a huge motivating factor for me. And I just kind of wanted to point that out. Um, I do know Tom, Nate has some questions about the Young Professionals Group. So uh, Nate, go ahead and shoot. Yeah, Tom, you know, really happy to have you on the show today. And I, and I want to give a, a huge thank you. Um, I, I had made a pretty serious ask to Tom um, if he would be willing to do complimentary resume and cover letter review for the MidMichigan Cannabis Young Professionals Group. He agreed. So a massive thank you um, there. One thing that a trend that I've noticed a lot in the in the cannabis industry as a whole is there's a lot of young people kind of in that 21 to I guess maybe like 30-ish realm where uh, this this industry, we, we, we talk about it as a wild west, they want this industry to be the rest of their lives, but they've not necessarily been in a situation where they've had to kind of develop their own brand, come up with a strategy, interview well, have it have strong resumes, cover letters, and be able to turn on the sales pitch on a dime. So what, would, what, what are like three things that you would recommend for young people looking to brand themselves, um, have more professionalized, their position or career or what are some like or maybe rather than three things what are three mistakes you see like either or uh, what advice would you give to young people out there yeah the, f the first one is that um i i know getting outside your comfort zone is not for everybody you know you have the um you know the the the, the people that are very 
gun shy around people, can't step out, you know, would rather stay home, that kind of stuff. But you, you really, as an extrovert, or excuse me, as an introvert, you have to get out of your comfort zone and and go out and meet people. We could, you know, the, the simple words networking, right? And and it's not just about having conversations, but here's where you can work on so much stuff, right? You can work on your elevator pitch. You can work on just your public speaking. You can work on being uh, breaking into conversations. And when somebody's two or three people are having a conversation saying, hey, excuse me, I'd like to, you know, join your conversation, those types of things. Um, offer up opportunities, listen and, and get information about opportunities, those types of things. So once you start doing that, I think a lot of doors open for you. You get better as a person. I've had I, uh, one of the things that Kevin Kevin announced a lot of stuff, but he, he didn't he didn't talk about the number of networking groups that I do. But I, I facilitate two women's net CEO groups. And I'm telling you, every CEO group that, or networking group that I have, there's there's people in those groups that go. I'm not good at this. I, 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 I can't talk in front of people. And they're CEOs of companies, right? They'd rather be behind the desk, you know, uh, executing orders or whatever the case is. But they learn and grow in those groups because sometimes they have to. Um, if there's an issue or a challenge, they got to be able to speak succinctly about that, put it on the table so they can get help. But get out of your comfort zone, meet people, go to networking groups. And then the other thing is volunteer. And that's another great way to network and get out with uh, and people can see you working whether it's uh, uh, service groups or you're on a board somewhere nonprofit whatever the case is but then they they start to see oh this is the type of person that Kevin is or Nate is he's he's willing to give his time I, I, I want to see you know I, I'd love to um, you know see what type of opportunities we can create together those types of things so those are the big two networking and then volunteering I think are huge to be able to build start building your brand locally Really fantastic advice, Tom. I sincerely appreciate that. A quick follow-up I have. What's the number one mistake you see on young people's resumes? Too much about them. Too much about themselves, and 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 really, what they what they should be doing is um, kind of intimating what they can do for the potential um, employer. Um, one of the things that we know we always do is the cover letter and the resume, and then I always add that piece, that preliminary plan. Uh, as a third document. So the cover letter, it shouldn't be all about yourself. It's like, you know, I, I'm so happy. I, I, I'm uh, Here's what I've learned about the job posting. You know, this is the skills that I bring and be succinct on that. Then your resume is pretty straightforward, just kind of cascading through some of the experiences that you had and then close it all up by saying, and this last document, because you know, the interviewer is always going to say, well, what questions do you have of us? And you know what they usually say is, oh, you've pretty much handled all my questions, but a great one to come back with is says, you know, this is a document I got that really details the next six weeks to two months of my activity. Of this is what I'd like to have accomplished. Now it might not be perfect, but I'm ready to do these things. And then you know, either when you're in person, push it across the table, or if you're um, on a Zoom call, you know, show it to them virtually and then email it to them. But it just tells people this guy, this guy or gal is confident. They've got an outline of what they want to see accomplished. Now, not, again, might not be totally right because you're not in the seat yet. But again, it's that's what people are looking for: is people that are self-starters and actually showing it and get things going. So those are the things. Show the employer what what you bring to the table, and then be very prepared. Awesome, Tom. Thank you so much, and uh, I I know that we'll absolutely have you as a guest speaker at an upcoming networking event for the in Michigan Canvas and Professionals. Thanks so much. You bet. Yeah, yeah Tom. Actually, I was uh, that was going to be part of my next follow up. Uh, 
your your women's groups that you do because I uh, you know I've uh, you invited me to uh, the, the women's CEO group um, pretty early on and one of my philosophies has been for the last shoot 12 uh, no 13 years is 14 years is I'll go to I'll go to any meeting and take any abuse as I'm trying to <laughs> normalize cannabis Now I don't do it as much anymore but there's so many people out there doing it um, and that's kind of what I was getting at you know I want to point out like you uh, one of the things that you've been really good at in your circle which is a different circle than a lot of us uh, are in is uh, normalizing cannabis and being outspoken and I know you were getting questions from different people at first like oh you know like all types of questions what it's like it's a business you know and like you know talking about you know the quality of people and, and, and just just in general learning about why marijuana was illegal I remember telling you that one and it kind of blew your mind and and, and following up that with uh, with a lot of with with other people so uh, I do appreciate that um, you know you're really involved with the the Lansing Chamber and these in the women CEO group um, what's what's really been your philosophy behind that I know um, you're an ambassador um, um, you know, like that's all donated time and working you know, and how has that changed what you're doing? You just gave great advice to the young professionals and how do you do it? You're walking the walk. Is that a similar thing? And what, what has that done for you in, the, in integrating in the Lansing community? To- again, that, that totally opens the door. Um, if you're networking and you're opening the door, because as a coach, not only do I have have to be a good coach to give you good guidance and advice, Sooner or later, you're going to come to me and go, "Hey, you know what? I, I, do you know a good accountant? Do you know a good lawyer? Do you know, do you know a good financial? Do you know a good painter?" I, mm-hmm. I think as a coach, I got to be able to vet these professionals here in the Lansing area and and beyond, and go, "Yeah, Ryan, I, I got somebody I can hook you up with." Now, that doesn't mean you're going to hire him, but at least I've done the initial legwork and say, "Okay, I think this professional would be good for you." And it's not just one; I have multi- many of them, and I certainly have ones that I've met and 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 certainly don't don't recommend but uh, I, I think that's important and the other thing what you mentioned was the education piece and that is it makes me angry when I'm sitting across from somebody that goes something like this you know what I know alcohol is this but I just know uh, marijuana is a gateway drug and and I just go how do you know that how do, what what is the problem here with that mentality is that you just spout that off because you heard that or is that just comfortable for you because you have issues whatever the case is so it makes me angry that just open-mindedness that you you've opened my eyes to some of the education of you know how it got banned in the first place and just do your own research instead of just going along with the crowd yeah. well, cognitive dissonance going on still right now yeah tom um you know some interesting points there um you know, I had our friend Jake Hammond over to, to our shop to help me out um, a few, well, it was probably last week, I guess. Um, and as we're sitting here, uh, Jake sees a stack of business cards that I've collected over the last few years. And he says, hey, do you mind if I take a look at these? And I didn't think, I'm kind of like, what, why? You know what I mean? And he started thumbing through them. And he was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And then after he left, I look, looked at that stack of business cards and I'm like, I, I should look through that stack of business cards. And so I did. It's like, I did. I haven't even ever really like looked back through them. It just had accumulated. And as I started to look through them, I'm like, God, like 
that I know that yeah I know that person I know that person I know that person I know and 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 what you mentioned is is with with all your connections is you've become a facilitator right and that is up to your value as a coach right and I think that that's something to acknowledge in the young professionals group is is like you said the networking you at first you're like why am I doing this like okay cool I just met somebody who who does distills vodka right but then down the road you realize like Oh wait, I can use this vodka for extracting, right? And, and so that, that was just one example of something that I ran into with a network event. Um, but building up your 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 portfolio, your 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 Rolodex of business cards, I think that's that's super important. And the networking part is is, is super important. And that rolls me into my question. Um, we got the MICIA um, summer annual coming up next week. I think we're all super excited to be heading up there to, uh, you know, just catch a little bit of a break, but do some networking as well. Um, talk to me how important the MICA has been to you and your business and developing that that marijuana connection and that networking. Yeah, totally. And, it, and again, the first one for me was last year and um, being part of the MICIA, I knew that that was a huge step for me. You guys have been good to me in this business and I had to give something back. I needed to belong to that association. Now, transport me up north uh, at in Bel Air, Michigan, Shanty Creek. I don't know many people. I know obviously you, I know Ryan, I, I, I knew uh, some other people in the industry, but very few. Now it's now it's time to put the, where the rubber meets the road. I, I'm out of my comfort zone. I have to go and meet you know, the different people where I met Drew Driver, obviously, Tom is my first exposure to Tom in person, certainly heard him on the, the podcast, but you have to kind of force your way in. Hey, I'm Tom. What do you do? I'm a business coach. Um, what do you do? Just start that conversation because those types of events, it's not just about having a conversation. You're looking for opportunity. You're asking opening ended questions. You're starting to develop relationships, which a lot of them will end, you know, end up being friends. It's so huge just meeting with everybody um, in the different facets of the cannabis business from from Dart Bank, the financial piece to the different the five different areas of the cannabis licensing processes. So, so huge. You have to if, if you're thinking about it and uh, on the fence still, I, I just think it has to be one of the handful of things you have to go to if you're in the uh, with the MICIA and the cannabis industry. So, Tom, you made me think of something else, too, when you were talking about that, because I remember um, standing there talking to the people from Dart when you walked up and we had a conversation together. Um, how important is it when you do make that initial contact with somebody who's a prospective new new client or new um, you know person to you? How important is it to, to, to kind of initiate that relationship? Hi, I'm Tom Hamp. How are you doing today? What's going on? What have you been up to? Have that conversation and then, and then kind of work into, I'm a business coach and this is what I do. How important is it to establish uh, that, that friendly connection before you go into business instead of walking up and saying, hey, I'm Tom Hamp, I'm a business coach. Can I help you in any way? Yeah, it's, what, what's the difference there? Yeah, so here's how you set that up. So if you're if you if you three are in a circle talking together, and like, hey hey guys, you mind if I break in here? My name's Tom. Obviously, we have we probably have name tags on. Hey, so Ryan, what do you do? Give him an opportunity. So Kevin, that's you do the same thing. No, and I I end up asking a lot of open-ended questions. So I'll go around get every, what everybody do. So so what are you trying to get out of this uh, get together up here? Are you looking at, are you trying to find somebody today to, to do, you know, have an opportunity with? So a lot of open-ended questions. I'm not pushing my business at all because eventually one of you is going to go, so Tom, we talked a lot. What do you do? Boom. Now is my opportunity to start saying, 
kind of let you know what I do, never push in the business because we're going to have additional conversations either during the event or once we get back home, that stack of business cards, Kevin, you go through those and you start setting one up one-on-ones. Now they don't all work. There was a few people that I met last year that ghosted me, you know, Oh yeah, Tom, I'd like to get together with you. And then when we got back in our offices, no go, no problem. It, it, it's a small industry. I'm going to see you again and you're going to be awkward, but, <laughs> um, but again, great way to start it up but i would i would tell people don't be over the top trying to get your business in front of people because eventually the conversation will come back to you and then you'll have an opportunity to say you know i work with ida i work with kevin i work with ryan i work with dory down in ann arbor um these are some of the things that we're doing you know if you ever want to talk some time you know let, let's get together and have coffee and talk about it but no pressure um, and again, they'll go away from that event going, hey, that Tom was a good guy. Um, I don't know as much about him as I should, but you know, he was a good guy. So um, again, that's how I set the networking. There's many ways to do it, but that's how I set it up. Man, that's awesome. That's good advice for a lot of aspects of life. Uh, you know, you made me think about it too. I, we mentioned you, uh, there's a few, few of you all out there that have listened to every show and uh, um, you know, like besides learning and, and hearing about what's going on now, I mean, you're going to be at the MICA event and, and I'm sure there's going to be multiple people like, oh yeah, I listened to you on the show on, on the smoking rope and you know something about them. And I know when, when people, uh, I was at a, a one year old birthday party, uh, this, uh, this Saturday and somebody that's not in cannabis is elected official. And he's like, oh, he's like, I, you know, I didn't know that he knew me. And, and he's like, oh, uh, um, and I listened to the podcast and then can put the connection together. One of his best uh, friends works up at Real Leaf and it was cool. Um, so I know that's a good technique uh, for, for people out there listening, thinking about networking, you know, and we've had all these guests on the shows, uh, you know, don't be afraid to bring that up. So, um, you know, uh, man, it's good to be back. Time's flying. Uh, uh, I wanted to give everyone a chance to, uh, to wrap up and I'm going to start with Nate and then let uh, have Tom pull a, a Kevin on me and give a better, uh, a, a better, uh, I guess, uh, goodbye than uh, than myself. But Nate, go ahead. <laughs> you know, Tom, really appreciate having you on the show. You know, I've been able to learn a lot just by overhearing things with meetings with Ryan and stuff, and and an industry that's constantly changing, constantly um, adapting, and every single day can be a little chaotic. I think the uh, value in having um, that rock and that someone to help you kind of be that accountability partner and consistently give you that focus is truly invaluable. Thanks. Thanks, Nate. Kevin? Yeah, I think that term you were looking for, Nate, is accountability buddy, right? Is that what Tom is to me, my accountability buddy? <laughs> no, uh, seriously, Sounds though, like something from Howell. <laughs> it sounds <though, laughs> uh, No, seriously, though, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of people. There's there's a handful of people that have, that have stuck with me and supported me unconditionally from the very start. And uh, without really knowing Tom whatsoever, just an introduction from Ryan, he, he jumped on board and has been... Uh, one of my biggest supporters, and I, I, I honestly can't thank you enough, Tom. Um, it's been invaluable, the things that you've done to help me and my business uh, get through some really, really tough times. And, um, you know, I look forward to the future and, and to what we can do in building this company. Um, and I really, really hope that anybody that's listening out there that um, has any thoughts about reaching out to a business coach, and maybe it's not Tom, maybe it's somebody else locally, but 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 if you if you are looking for somebody, Tom is, is, is a number one guy. I don't think that there's anybody more knowledgeable about cannabis that's doing coaching at this point. 
And like I said, he's like a sponge and learning more every single day. Um, and I'm proud of, of the progress he's made in this industry. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to the growth that you're going to continue to do. Um, like I said, huge supporter. And I can't thank you enough, buddy. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and real quick, before I forget, uh, why don't you give us some contact info so that the uh, listeners, if they do want to get a hold of you, can give you a shout out. Yeah, so the website is uh, Advocoach, A, D as in David, V as in Victor, I as in Igloo, Adva, like a baseball coach, advocoach.com forwards or backslash T-H-A-M-P, T-H-A-M-P, and then the phone number 517-599-2782. All right, cool. Tom, any, any uh, final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, uh, the only we... thing, really, the only thing that we have is that, you know, as a coach, um, our mantra is really 50% supportive, 50% challenging, and then always have your ears open. So one of the last podcasts, Nate was talking, I think it might've been to, um, the, the last one actually. Um, and he was talking with, um, about, uh, having the bud tenders go through a formal training class. Nate, I, I just say, you know what, Let, let's put our heads together and let's start one. Let's put one, something together so we can have a formal training class with that you know, dispensaries have to put their people through. There's a fee associated with it and go forward. You got to look for opportunities where you can and start something like that going forward. But anyway, thank you so much, guys. Yep. Awesome. Thanks for being on. Uh, I know uh, Nate will reach out to you about that. If I got some more information to share with you about even now on it. So a um, lot of exciting things, Tom. Um, saw you're going to be on. Uh, I knew I, I, I had to come back just because I wanted to thank you. <laughs> Um, you know, all the support and uh, from start to finish and got a lot, lot more years to go and a lot more exciting things. So I'm looking forward to the, uh, looking forward to the ride together. Um, Thanks, Ryan. You got it. With that, uh, see everybody next week. MICI Summer Annual. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncana.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.